We're football filling and I am back. It's been a few weeks. They've been holding the fort for me. Looking forward to this one. Welcome to the football fill-in. I haven't done one of these now for about three weeks, three weeks or something like yeah. that. Mark's been holding the fort, Watto's been here having a lovely time. Um, so it is nice to be back, I have missed you all. Um, before we get into the Premier League talk today, we're actually going to start with a bit of National League talk, lads. That's the first time that's ever happened on the football fill-in, by the way. Uh, we're going to talk about Wrexham. Uh, obviously, you might have just seen that we've just got promotion. Um, hopefully, you're buzzing for it, and because I'd like to think you're my mates and that you'd support me and you've been like rallying behind the scenes and all that. Um, so what have you made at all? Come on, give me give me your opinions and all. Um, to be honest, I've got to be fair and say that I've never really been a big fan of Wrexham because I think it's I don't think it's a fairy tale to have all that money in the National League. But I must admit, since you've gone there, I have sort of got involved in it, and I do. I think the story starts next season for Wrexham. Now I think you know you see Salford's gone up and they did the TV series and then they're stuck in that league. Yeah. I think Wrexham now, it's going to be really exciting to see what they can do in the league because I think I think they were always too big for that league and it's good, good they've got promoted but I think it's been really exciting the journey they go on now and it's a great journey for Wrexham fans of course and and for Ben Foster. What it's been good hasn't it? I'm buzzed off it mate. Like, it's been wicked. Like you you keep trying to talk to me and like put me off playing football again and all that saying that you're no, too old mate. and all that. You, no, you hang out of order. I'm you're really making public enemy number one now. Really buzzing for you and to come out of retirement the fairy tale continued. Uh, I've watched the games, not all of them. I didn't watch the, the the game on Saturday, but I watched the game against Knox County, and I knew the football gods were going to shine on you when it were a penalty. <laughs> I knew. I, I already called it. I don't. I'd already text you the save the penalty, won the day before he even took it. <laughs> I knew you were saving it. Look for you, delighted. Uh, obviously, I've got no affinity with Wrexham or, or anything like that, but the story is really yeah. a unique thing. But, you know, Mark's got it nailed on. Salford and, and the class of 92 have, have taken them through the leagues. But when you've actually made that next step, it, it's a real challenge and, and the Football League is, is tough. But what you've done in the, the, the seven games you've played has been uh, amazing. And obviously, I've felt part of the journey for you but uh, oh, we've, nice, we've, we've got to see what the next installment is haven't we there's no better feeling than a personal win and the state farm personal price plan can help you do just that talk to a state farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan like a good neighbor state farm is there prices are based on rating plans that vary by state coverage options are selected by the customer availability amount of discounts and savings and eligibility vary by state This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Uh, we'll see about that. We're not talking about that today anymore, right? Stop trying to get like some little clicks away. What have you made of the level, though? What have you made of the level? If you you, you both probably watched the Notch County game, what do you make of the level of the the two top teams in the National League? Shit, you are such a dickhead. <laughs> you are such a dickhead. No, look, you know what? You, you're fair to shout Notch County. I think Matt, I watched that game, and I just you know it's a bit like like Seb was watching the penalty shootout with United and Brighton last night. He wanted United to win, and then when they missed, he went, "I really feel sorry for Brighton." And I was like that for Knotts County. Yeah. Like, hundred points in that league. I think you both both broke the yeah. record. 
I hope they get up because um, it was what a game that was fantastic. We couldn't script it, and I think I think you know both those teams. Not that I watch a lot of League Two, I must admit, but I think both those teams deserve to be in it, and um, it's brought a lot of focus on non-league football. Like, I live in Solihull. Solihull Moors nearly got promoted last yeah. year, so you know it's um, there's a lot of good football that goes on at that level, and a lot of you know well-run clubs and some good players, and it's great to bring focus to it. I think. Oh, I love that, Laz. Anyway, up the town. Um, right, so we're going to move it back to the Premier League now, OK? And it's actually been a it's been a good weekend of football, to be fair. We've had a few surprises, a few shocks, a few goalkeeper ha- uh, howlers along the way as well, which what I will hopefully, hopefully talk to us, to us about. We're going to go Newcastle first, so OK, yeah? So, interesting stat for this game, Laz, right? This is the second fastest time in Premier League history that a team have got to five goals, yeah? 22 minutes. Who do you think... Was the first team who 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 set the record? Go, can we say we are laughing? Yeah. <laughs> I've set a few records, you know. So so it was it was Watford actually. But what Watford. is the actual record? Because you're saying first to twenty minutes, you know, who actually has let the five goals in quicker? Is it you or Spurs? No, it was me. It yeah. was me. Okay. It was well, at it least was, got some company now. It was Watford. Um, it was a few years ago away at Man City at the Hetty. Had oh, it was horrible. I think it was eighteen minutes we did it in five nil down after eighteen minutes. It's not a nice. What's the final score? Uh, 8-0 at finished. That's not too bad. But you know what? Man City took their foot off the gas that day, as I think Newcastle yeah, took their yeah. foot off the gas the other yeah. day against Tottenham it's... as well. That's how easy it was for them, was, wasn't it? Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I watched that look sort of before the United game and I was like, because it's a battle for fourth, that is. Yeah. You think, oh, this is going to be interesting. And oh, I mean, look, I know there's a lot of, and both of you have played the game as well. I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. You know, you get a lot of these people saying that the money should go back to the fans for Spurs fans because, you know, of that performance. I, I disagree with that personally. I don't know what you think. I think personally, that that Spurs club have lost their fans. They're all they're interested in is bloody Beyonce and NFL and go kart tracks. They're out of touch. They play shit football, and their players are reflective of their club. And the fa- no fans deserve that. I mean, that's a long trip to Newcastle yeah. to go and watch that. Absolutely abysmal. And you know what? They shouldn't be coming out apologising like Larice said as well. They should be giving their bloody wages to charity or something like that. I was really sorry. We're not happy with Larissa, no, are we? We are not happy with Hugo Larissa. No, I think coming off at half time when you're 5 0 down. and um, Did he have a fight, did he, or what? I'm not re- really sure what happened. Well, he, I think, I think, he's, I think he's got a stomach, stomach he, upset or something. He's come out and said he's, got, he said he's got a bit of a hip injury, okay? So. Um, I'm not happy with this, right? So he's club captain. Um, the five 0 down at half time. He looks absolutely fine in that first half. Obviously, goals are going in, which a few of even a few of them, I've got to question a little bit to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but then to just come off at half time, but then at full time come out and say, yeah, the lads were shocking today. Like, where do you get off? You can't go doing that, can you? No, look, he's been in the first forty-five minutes part of that shambles that that uh, they've shown the Tottenham supporters. Um, I don't know the guy. Look, he's he's gone on and he's won the lot, but. I think when you're team captain, I think you've got to show a little bit more balls about you, especially when you're 5-0 down. It, it's a real tough place to be yeah. in. But when you're captain of the team, you've got to get in there at half-time and, and speak your mind and say, look, we've got to make sure we don't get beat this second half. We've got to show some pride, X, Y, or Z. You certainly don't want to be putting the white flag up and saying, I'm off. Fraser, I mean, what a situation for the second-choice oh, goalie to that. be in. You're not expecting... Very rarely to come on, but you sat in, you've gone in at half time, you've not seen any sign of distress. All of a sudden, I'm off, you're on, all the best, mate. We're 5 0 down, crack on at Newcastle. It's not nice. To be honest, though, he probably was injured. I suspect it was probably lower back pain. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what, 
the, the one goal that really pissed me off was the Isaac goal where the angle was ridiculous. I'm absolutely convinced I would save that. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, there's not much goal to aim at, we go, then we get, we've got a goalie coach next well, week, Well, yeah? I was frustrated with that one, and I think he can do better. The only sign that tells me he's injured is a shot from 35 yards for the third one, oh, and you just watch it go in. I mean, yeah. I can do that now, and I've just had a new knee. But I thought it deflected or something. It was just... just, no, it, just, just it wasn't... It was one... It's just know. giving in. Mm. It's giving in. Um, I, I, yeah, you feel... Bad for the fans. The one thing as we were speaking before off camera, I don't understand why all of a sudden you're Conte's man, you're a, a back three team, all of a sudden you play four at the back, go into Newcastle, whether that's really affected them or not, but they didn't have any symmetry in that first 20 minutes. I, I want to talk about Newcastle. We've got to give Newcastle some love here, by the way, because it was an incredible performance. and yeah. they're, they're almost nailed on now for top four. I think they're almost nailed on. Before we move on to Newcastle, I just want to talk about I think with Tottenham, right, so me as a kid, I was a Tottenham fan as a kid, OK? So I can, I can kind of understand how Tottenham fans are frustrated at this moment in time, right? You've got Daniel Levy, who, when they sat Conte, right, that surely they look at the league table and they go, right, we have got, what, two months left of the season here. Two months left of the season. Let's just get a manager in ASAP, a proper manager. Do it properly, yeah? Get a Pochettino back in. Get somebody, get a big boy in either way, right? And let's make sure we finish in that top four. Mm. They didn't do that. They kept the guy there that was already there under Conte, Stellini, who's just going to keep doing the same thing. And they got exactly what they deserved, haven't they? So there's no wonder Spurs fans at this moment in time are absolutely furious. 3,000 of them went up to St. James's Park the other day, by the way. Downed tools on yeah. the season. Literally dropped your tools. It's incredible, isn't it? As a club, and look, you know, players do it, managers do it, but as an owner, to go, we're giving up on this season. And they were in a top four race. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I find it incredible. I think there's been some terrible ownership decisions in the Premier League this year. You know, you look at Chelsea and many others, but that for Spurs is, is just unbelievable. Good news for Man United, obviously, for that yeah, top great, four race. Absolutely buzzing thank with that. You. Come on, then, let's give Newcastle some love. Uh, they were phenomenal, though, weren't phenomenal, they? Phenomenal, yeah. Look, uh, Tottenham kind of gave it away, maybe playing that back four, but you can only beat what's in front of you. They absolutely demolished them. Yeah. And Willock's pass for oh, the. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it? yeah. A yeah. thing of absolute beauty. Um, but yeah, no, Newcastle look like they've got themselves back on the run again, having got beat at Villa the week before so that will give them a real push moving forward uh, going into uh, this week I think um, I, we did a podcast with uh, Nick Pope the other week and we were talking about some of the players at Newcastle who impresses him the most and he said Isaac he said watch out for this guy like he's still a kid at the minute and he's still a little bit skinny and a little bit do you know what I mean but when he develops, he's going to be an absolute beast. But when he gets in front of the goal, he's looking like the real deal at the minute, isn't he? I think he's going to be a monster. Um, right, let's move on. We're going to go Friday night's game, Arsenal versus Southampton. This was absolutely banging. Don't even moan about this. Prats. This was absolutely banging. No, I'm was. just saying Arsenal, what a bunch of pros. Oh, God, I'm glad you're saying that. Because in terms of entertainment, though, this game, the final 10 minutes of this game was as good as your watch all season, wasn't it? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But Watto's right, you're going to say it. Like, really, it didn't. It, it helps neither of them, does it? No, it, it doesn't. It, it's nothing. I mean, Southampton before the game would have snapped your hands off for, for a sure. point to grab something. Arsenal, the last thing they wanted is to get beat or take a point. Yeah. 
Um, it's hard, really, to see where you take it for both teams. I think Arsenal, 2-0 up Liverpool, 2-0 up West Ham. They're going to try and cling on to, we were 3-1 down with two minutes left. Mm. But you're playing Southampton at home. Um, it's going to be tough for them. We know what's coming in the week. For Southampton, it might give them a glimmer of momentum, but they've really um, messed up in the weeks prior to that game. But we've got midweek fixtures where both have a chance to redeem themselves. For Arsenal, to start the game like that, we spoke about the goalkeeping mistakes and the the goalies trying to play out at the minute. It's really a, a poor mistake from Ramsdale. I think in you want to get the first the, minutes of the game as you've well. You've got to get yourself yeah. in the front foot. In, you in know the what I mean. First minute of the game, it's because, so like I said, mo- every team, right? You'll have a game plan. You start, you you train all week, don't you, <laughs> with a game plan. This is what we're going to do, lads. This is what we're going to do. This is what. And then when that happens in the first minute of the game, out the window, right? We've got to get back in the game. It's just bonkers, isn't it? It Kills you. Yeah, but I think if you're Arsenal, you you obviously want to play the way they're playing. Yeah. But you know, in this game on a Friday night, Southampton are coming to town, nothing to lose. The one thing, and South Telly, because South- it does make a difference. Yeah. But the one thing Southampton are good at it is pressing. Yeah. And you've allowed them to go full steam at you in the first thirty seconds in their normal pressing style. You've invited it. Yeah. They've set the trap, you've played the pass, they're in business. Southampton find it a lot more difficult when the game gets stretched and then it's a little bit of ping-pong because they can't get the pressing start. But if you allow them that momentum to start on the front foot pressing you because you've played into their hands, then it's going to be difficult. Look, they're 2-0 down within 10 minutes. It's really crazy. And Arteta's going to be saying, we've shown some mentality, we've shown some fight. But the reality is, Arsenal have to win that game. Yeah, they do. They have to win that game. Pep's going to be absolutely ecstatic with that because he's like, they've handed him the title and they've not had to work for it. Pep would have always been thinking, that game at the Etihad, we're going to have to beat them and beat them well to give them a right kick in the nuts and hope that they then lose a couple more. The three games before it, they blow two goals at Anfield, two goals at West Ham, and then a point against Southampton. They've basically, and you know what? Guess what Arsenal got? They've got to go to the Etihad and they've got to go to Newcastle and they've got to play Brighton. It's over for Arsenal. I'm so, so pissed off. Um, I hope they can turn it around because we've been very positive about Arsenal on this channel all season. But uh, I think they've blown it. And I think ultimately this is why football gets read by people because I think, you know what, we've always said, couple of injuries, experience of a title race. That Southampton game for me, and I've seen United, I mean, you've been part of it at United. There's games where you play Blackburn, and you look at it, you go, oh, three points. And then you play them, and you end up oh, drawing mate. because it's a, it's a title running, and you, you can't account for that sort of. Uh... Sorry, that's the gate alarm going off. Sorry, lads. <laughs> Sorry. Or Ryan Reynolds. Um, you is he drove up to try and get in? I'm putting it on airplane mode now. Keep going, keep you going. Can't keep going. Account, you can't account, you can't account for having been in a title race, and this is why Man City are in three, and it's very boring, but they're, they're just very ruthless. And I think if you took Man City out of this title race, you'd have, what, a, what, a, what a Premier League season we would have had. But yeah. Man City are just so seasoned, and they're so good. And um, I, just, I feel for Arsenal, they've been incredible. I still think they've had an incredible season, even if they don't win it. Do you know what I thought? I thought a couple of months ago, you know, when everybody kept saying, yeah, Arsenal are doing really, really well, but Man City, you know, you, you know they're capable of going 10, 12, 15 games unbeaten. And like, every time everybody said it, I kind of thought, don't, you just, that's just, you know what I mean? You're going off the past here. It doesn't always work like that. It does, but it does work like that. They, they can't have, beat them. They have quite literally just gone, right, 
time to work now, boys. Like, get into proper mode now and we'll just win every single game between now and the end of the season. It's what people said about Arsenal at the start of the season. They said, even if they have an amazing season, you've still got to post 95 points. Yeah. And 95 points oh. is incredible. And this is, you know, Liverpool did do it, but they missed out a couple of times yeah. because Man City will always post about 95 points. And, and that's incredible. That's I mean, the level you, now. You've just done it at Wrexham yeah. and you play 46 games. It's true, that. Play eight ridiculous. games more and you've been dominant. Notts County have been dominant. You've had 100 and something points. Man City will hit 90, 95 points on 38 games. Every in the best league, league in the world. In, in the, the best league it's in the world. That's, that's the, the level. level. That's, <laughs> the level. level. <laughs> that's the level. That's yeah. what you're up against. And I will feel really... Uh, bad for Arsenal, the same. I think it would have been really good for them, but uh, unfortunately, I think they've missed the boat. Yeah. I think, do you know what? I just thought this game on, on Friday night, it just goes to show the importance of the mentality, though. So, Arsenal spend 80 minutes basically doing what they were doing. They looked second best, they looked off it, they looked like Southampton were pressing them and they felt the pressure and just nothing seemed to work for them. Then, final 10 minutes, it's like they clicked into gear, the fans got going, and I wouldn't have been surprised if Arsenal would have actually gone and won the game. Yeah, Southampton's mentality has gone the other way. The other way. The three That's points at the bottom of the so league mad, isn't it? were so big for them. Yeah. And you end up sitting in, you're sitting in waiting. You're just looking at the clock. Look, it's not moving. Yeah. And you're waiting and you're waiting. Boom, three, two. Oh no. Oh no. Boom. And really, Arsenal could and would have, should have maybe won it. You know. That's a beautiful. They'll beat City on Wednesday now. No. What? Give me a score. <laughs> Give me a score prediction. Give me a score prediction. Go on quickly. I then. think they're good enough to do it, but I think the, the, their heads are gone. So I'm going to go. Man City will probably win it three one. Oh yeah. City will get at least three. Yeah, I think so too. I think this could be a, a they're mauling. right in the groove, aren't they? A mauling this could be. I'll go with a three one with you. I'm happy with that. Right, come on. Let's move it on. Liverpool then. Liverpool three. Notts Forest two. Um, we're not happy with Forest here, are we, lad? Because. When you're a team like Nottingham Forest, you have to be able to... You have to be good at one thing, which is set pieces. You have to be, yeah? Because you know that, that you're not maybe not going to have the quality of some of the bigger teams. But you have to be able to deal with set pieces, especially when you're playing away at Anfield. And they didn't do this, did they? No, for me, I've, I've watched the game two or three times now. And it's a game yeah. that they'll look back on. And they should have taken three points. Mm. Um, you can obviously always concede a set piece. And some of the quality that we've just discussed in the league. Delivery, you know, he's some big players in there. Van Dijk's tough to mark. But to concede three set pieces and get beat 3-2 is criminal. They're a little bit unlucky maybe on the first corner. It bounces around. But Liverpool could have had three in the first half from corners. But to man-mark on wide free kicks with the threats that Liverpool have, to me, is insane. Yeah. And you're going to ask for trouble. The quality of Robinson and Arnold is Phenomenal, it's, it's first class. Yeah. But then to to leave yourself isolated in one v one battles all across that back line, and the line to be so disjointed, so Jota can bring it down and volley. It should never happen in yeah. your eighteen yard box. And for all the positives that can take from it, you know the basics from the work on the training field. It, it it's it's really going to hurt them. Well, um, well, you played before. with Vidic, or well, you were trained with Vidic, and you look at that third goal for Salah. And they've got themselves back in twice at Anfield. And Anfield's getting restless against, you know, Forest aren't very good. No, and then this cross comes in from the right. I think it's Trent. Everyone's going, what a cross. And I'm like, it's landed foot height on the, on the centre of the goal and Salah's put in. 
Nah. It's, it's about <laughs> it six. Can't it, 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 it can't happen. It can't happen. Yeah, that can't terrible. happen. That ball cannot leave, come in any lower than head height. No. It but, can't. But that's why normally teams go zonal. So when that ball's coming in, you'll all have a philosophy whether you drop when Arnold's a yard from the ball, two yards from the ball. When he plants his striking foot, if you're really brave, it's yeah. on the strike of the ball. But when that line drops universally, there's no space. But because they man-marked at the front, and I've got my two men here, they've held here, third guy's dropped in a bit, and there's all this space, and they're all on side, everybody's fighting and moving. Mm. It's just crazy, the, the, the spaces that they're, they're left available. It screams of a team that are going to get relegated, doesn't it? Yeah. That's exactly what happens to teams that get relegated. They let in goals like that, and they lose games like that, and that's the reason why they are second from bottom. It's as simple as that. Are they going down, yeah? Yeah, I'm putting them down. And I think, you know, I know we've had that bet about Liverpool and this is probably why Liverpool won't get top four because they should be beating a team like Forest 5 or 6 nil. Yeah, they should be, shouldn't they? And everyone's always... Get, you're always in with a chance for Liverpool. Their, their, their defence is dreadful. I mean, absolutely... No, they were, they were lucky to come out with a win. Yeah. I think Forest had uh, numerous chances, mm. especially late on in the game as well. Can't defend. I mean, no. Jordan Henderson and... Fabinho, I mean, God, I don't know what cliff they've been on, but they fell off it. It's a big old summer for Liverpool coming mm. up. I think that's what we're going to do anyway. Um, right, Bournemouth, West Ham. Um, this was a big game, this, you know. This was a big game, because I think the team that won this, almost certainly going to stay up. Almost certainly. And if you'd have lost it, then you're, there's still a little bit of lingering. Do you know what I mean? Um, but West Ham absolutely battered them. At Bournemouth, which is a really tough place to go, by the way, absolutely battered them, 4-0. It's a great week for West Ham because they played Thursday night football yeah. in that. It's been a good that, few that weeks for West Ham, actually. That made up tournament, what is yeah, it? The conference. conference. Um, it's not easy to go Thursday, Sunday. They've got come from 2 0 down at home to Arsenal, we should mention, and then they've gone and smashed Bournemouth. But I think uh, Declan Rice and his agent have got it absolutely spot on <laughs> because I think he's had a dodgy season. But the last few weeks, he's going somewhere good in the summer because he is absolutely he'll, he'll, prime probably, he'll probably make it into team of the season now he's because you know how footballers vote on team of the season will, yeah. don't you mate but he's brilliant he's scoring goals um, and he looks like the Declan Rice that everybody would probably want to buy and yeah. he's doing it at exactly the right time um, brilliant performance from him yesterday as well um, but West Ham were really good and you know this is why they needed to stick with David Moyes yeah, there's no exactly, point sacking yeah. a manager if you haven't got someone who can no, keep you up David Moyes Maybe they should get rid of him in the summer, but they were, they were good yesterday. If you were going to sack David Moyes, you'd want to go and get a David Moyes, yeah. wouldn't you? That's the beauty of it. I that's think the that... experience he's had in the exactly, league. Yeah. You know, we, we spoke, you spoke, it's a tough place to go, Bournemouth, but he knows what's to, what's yeah. to come when you go to Bournemouth. We mentioned last week about Gary O'Neill. I think a real solid appointment. No panic in terms of when they had a real bad run. Tough to play West Ham at home, especially when you're Bournemouth a little bit fragile, set pieces, obviously they've scored a couple on set plays again. But Moyes would have known what to expect. Tough game for Bournemouth, but they've just got to move on with it. They're going to have to accept that if you're going to be near the bottom, they're going to get the, the ups and downs. They've had a massive two or three weeks. They've got Southampton away on Thursday night, and that will be a pivotal moment because if they do win that, as you mentioned, West Ham probably safe, Bournemouth go and win at Southampton. They're probably safe. Southampton beat if that, Bournemouth. If then that it's is, all yeah. oof, that's, that's game one, on. It, the, uh, this is the beauty of this part of the season as well, though, because you look at the table now and any one of those teams that wins one either gets them pretty much safe 
or gets them just out of the relegation zone or drops you back into the relegation zone if you lose. And that's the beauty. I think if Bournemouth beat Southampton in the week, Southampton are Dunsky. Yeah. But then I'd say with six games to go, Bournemouth probably only need one or two wins, don't they? Four or five points max and they should be safe. Yeah, for sure. We yeah. said last week, didn't we? We were sort of saying 37 points probably keeps you safe. Yeah. yeah. Unless someone down the bottom just goes and well, starts winning. Even loads, that, even 35. Honestly, yeah. I think even 35 would probably keep you safe this season. Yeah. That four, see that four hours goal though? Yeah, funny little flick, wasn't it? Yeah. It's some finish, that actually. It was a good some finish, finish, to be fair, yeah. Um, right, who we got next then? We're going to go for Fulham against Leeds. And I'm looking forward to this one, actually, because um, Melier for Leeds has come under a bit of uh, shtick lately. Um, a few errors creeping into his game, which is not the kind of thing you want to see at this point in the season as well, when you're struggling as well. No, look, the the record with the goals against and things, it's really mounting up for them. Um, They've had a couple of heavy home defeats for sure um, and this was a game they'd be looking to take something from. They're going at half-time away from home, nil-nil, you think we're in a good position. Um, We spoke earlier and I think when you really analyse that goal, he's got to see that the cross is getting stood up. The first goal, he's got to see that the cross is getting stood up. If you're an experienced goalie, and he's played in the league now for his third season, when he sees that ball's gone wide in that position, instead of tracking towards the near post, be brave, counteract the movement, take a yard and a half, two yards if you can, be brave, middle of the goal, and he just catches it. it. But because he's sucked into that near post where you feel safe as a goalie, because you're not going to get beat at your near post, your defenders are going to have to defend a ball beyond you, you're looking in a good position, but ultimately when you cut it from the chase, he's got to be back two yards. He's six foot four, you just catch it. Six foot six he is, mate. Yeah, massive. Absolutely massive. So, sucked into the near post at that point, it's just a little tap down. It's an unbelievable finish. Yeah. But it's really, really poor goalkeeper. Yeah. From the element of yeah. doing the job. Do you know what it is? It's a bravery thing, isn't it? Like yeah. people, I don't think so. We've spoke about this before on the show, but people don't understand when it comes to goalkeeping, bravery can be put in a few different sections. You can have the bravery of diving at somebody's feet and knowing you might get kicked in the face or something. But also bravery in that instance here, we're talking about this first goal. The reason why Melier comes to the near post, right, is because he he basically takes out of the question that he can ask the defender back of the goal. It's like, I'll leave my defenders to do that, yeah? And so that's, that's the whole point of it. He's thinking, just don't get beat at the near post. Whereas an experienced keeper, an Allison and Edison, would go, well, he's not going to score in that near post because I'll still back myself to save it. But I know I can help the boys out at the middle of the goal as well and come and collect this cross. And I think that's, that's what just, we're just seeing from him. There's a little bit of inexperience is creeping Well, there's different types of keepers nowadays, isn't there? Because you see someone like Fraser Forster come on and he's an absolute unit. But yeah. even Allison. But you look at people like Meslier and Kepa, who we've spoken about a bit, they are good reflex keepers, but they're not, you wouldn't really fancy them going out and no. claiming a cross against Harry Kane or someone like that, would you? But like, when you've got Meslier's physicality, he's in the team to take the pressure yeah. off Leeds' back four, and you can't get sucked, even when you're really playing on the back foot because he's let a few poor goals in and they've conceded goals. That's when your team needs you. You can't get sucked into that near post. You've got to be taking the pressure off that team. And when you've got his stature, that's got to be your ball as a clean catch day in, day out. I've got a damning stat for Leeds fans, which you're not probably going to enjoy listening to here. Since March, okay, March, Leeds have let in 23 goals. Newcastle have let in 25 all season. Mm. It's not great, is it? But that's also talking about the levels of the goalies. Pope at Newcastle. You know, really phenomenal season, having changed clubs. Meslier, who I've quite fancied over his time in the league, has actually now started on a wobble 
at the time, him and the team didn't need a one. Leeds have been very disappointing, actually, because I remember at the start of the season, Sinesetra yeah. and, you know, they've just fell off really bad, haven't they? Really. Chris Enthios. I'm not even They play good football at the start of the season. They've just... Terrible at the moment, yeah. But who's going? Who's that third team that's going to go down? Are we are we agreeing that it's going to be Southampton, Nuts Forest, yeah? Yeah. What's the, who's the third and final team that's going to go down with them? Everton in that position at the minute. We're going to talk about Everton in a minute. Um, Leicester. Leeds. I think the outcome of Leicester leads Leicester Tuesday. Oh! I'll have a real yeah. deciding. Outcome. I've got a funny feeling. We're going to do Leicester, aren't we? But I've got a funny feeling that that result against Wolves, I just. I think Dean Smith weirdly might be a good appointment. I yeah. think he might just do it. They seem to have clicked a little bit. That's a big result against Wolves. Do you know what I think? This time of the season, right? This is when you're playing these games like this one that we're talking about here, Leeds Leicester. Is, is it Leeds Leicester? This the nerves of this game, right? Like I've played for teams all throughout my career, actually, where you come towards the end of the season and you're in games that are like, I mean, proper six pointers, and the nerves involved in these games are outrageous. Honestly, they're outrageous. It's a different kind of nerves. So I, it's what it's going to come down to is who's got the players best equipped to deal with those nerves? Genuinely, because it will take over your body sometimes. So this will be, it'll be really interesting to see who does it, but I agree with you. I think whoever going to win it is going to be the winner. If there's a winner in that game, the other team are in real big trouble. Basically, you just go, don't lose it, okay? Whoever you are, you say, do not lose the game. That's what's most important. You know, after that Notts County game, did you all get on in the dressing rooms or was it like really... Just came into my head, you know, because you're talking about games that are quite close, Notts County, Wrexham, yeah. going for the title, you make that penalty at the save. Did they come and congratulate you afterwards or anything? In Notts County? Yeah. Oh, heck no. Yeah, God no. Oh. Um, you you, there was, there's no, like, what a great game that was. It's still... Football's brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Oh, yeah. They're, no, they're, no, they're no. on the knees. They're devastated. They're absolutely... They, they, they just want to get out of there as quick as possible. So, I... Like, I normally, like, I'll go and... Because old Fred from fucking Man United, he's having a picture with Tellez on Thursday night. No, that, yeah. That, Not quite like we, that. We didn't even have time to do it because I think we were so buzzing and everybody was just jumping all over each other. You're probably really annoying, aren't you? You can hear all them in the dressing room going... Yeah, buzzing, and they've just... But, like I say, I normally would go and talk to the goalie, like Sam Slocum. I'd go and say hello to him, well done, like, the thought he played really well today. Didn't even have a chance to do that because everybody was just jumping on me. And the emotions took over that by the time we had done all that, not counted all got in there and by the time I'd done all the media and stuff, I, I didn't see anybody nobody really saw anything because can't we were out there within about 25 minutes they just want to get gone do you know what I mean and forget about it as quickly as possible um, right let's move it on we keep it Premier League Leicester versus Wolves um, mahusive win for Leicester absolutely massive Wolves probably we know are probably already safe already this season so they're kind of playing quite a few dead rubbers already for the rest of the season um, but for Leicester this is a monster win especially without James Madison as well yeah um from one nil down as well. It's a good good result for yeah. them. Um, I think you're right. I think Wolves probably are in that position where they're a little bit on the beach and they're probably not a bad side to play if you're yeah, a relegation yeah, yeah. side. I think we, we, we sort of spoke about this, haven't we, that the season's been so competitive, but we're starting to get to a point now where you look at top four and you sort of can see yeah. the title you can sort Separate of Separating a bit. Relegation you can see. Yeah. And the problem with that is you start to get a few teams, like I think Crystal Palace will become it. Maybe yeah. Fulham will become it. I won't mind playing one of them if I'm a Brentford have player. already started doing that. Yeah, same you, thing. these teams are on the beach. You maybe you play them in January. It's a tough game. You sort of go. It's just a natural psychological. Yeah, sure. This is where as well though it could be if you're one of the teams that have got to play these and you're in that bottom yeah. part. This is this is absolute gold because yeah. you're thinking, well, they've got really nothing to play for, whereas we're battling like you would not believe. And it it is. It's interesting that. And it's kind of luck at times as well, isn't it? If you're, you just happen to be playing one of those teams, you're absolutely buzzing, aren't you? But yeah, massive win for Leicester. It takes them out of the relegation zone. They're still 
Level on points with Everton, though, 28 points. That's an absolute shocking season for Leicester. Let's not sugarcoat them, right? No, they've been poor. It's a massive result. I mean, the, the results they'd had at home over the period had been so bad. Um, obviously, Dean Smith started away at Man City, not the start anybody wanted, right. but they had to win that game. This week for them is massive. Obviously, they've beat Wolves. Now they've got to go to Leeds. Uh, it's a huge week, but they needed the win. We spoke about goalkeeping. The 1-0 down at home to Wolves, real poor start for them. And Saar makes just a, a shocking decision to foul Vardy. It's just a free goal, it's isn't a, it? It's a free it's shot. It's a free goal. goal. It's, it's just crazy. But you live and die as a goalie by making decisions. Yeah. He's made a real poor decision there to come and confront Vardy. And actually, obviously, Vardy ended up coming off. Yeah, he, he did. He, didn't he made he? a mess yeah, of his ankle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a real poor decision. Probably stay at 1 0 at half time. They'll probably go on and win that game because Leicester would have been really feeling it. But it gave Leicester some momentum <laughs> at half time. And in the end, they score a, a very good goal to win 2-1 and takes them into the game at Leeds. And, and Leeds will be feeling it. You know, you spoke. What's it like to go into one of these games? I remember three, four years ago at Southampton, we had to go to Swansea midweek game, the 37th game. It will basically win a Tex all. Oh. And we won 1-0. But there's certainly no talking to the opposition after. We're absolutely buzzing. And you have to accept that whoever loses that kind of game is going to be flatter than a snake's belly and that's it finished. All right, well, we've got the uh, quiz coming up in a minute, lads, so um, brace yourself for that because I'm buzzing for it because I've missed it. I haven't been here for three weeks, so I'm going to absolutely batter you all today. We've got two more games to go. We're going to go Brentford, Villa. Let's rattle through these, OK? Um, yeah, I could see this one being a draw, to be honest with you. Yeah, look, good result for Villa. Brentford have only lost two games at home all season. Fantastic sides at home. Villa in a great run. Um, you could see it being a draw, but I still think it. You know, it wasn't a ball draw by any sense. Yeah. They, they they went at it. Ammer and Ton, both teams, and um, yeah, late late equaliser by Villa, which keeps their incredible run going. Yeah. And, and Brentford keep their incredible. I mean, as you say, a draws the the right result for both. They both would have liked to win it, but it keeps both teams really good runs going in relation to home form for Brentford and Villa away. And I think Villa probably are not going to have enough games to get into that sort of race that I think their form dictates. Well, look at this. So you you talk about the contrast of of two teams here. Aston Villa in sixth position um, since Emery took over has just done ridiculous for them, by the way. 51 points there, Ron, okay? In fifth, just above them, Tottenham, two points ahead, both on the same amount of games. That is what we're talking about, the contrast where Tottenham, if they had done it properly two, two months ago and got a proper one in, they could have been up in that top four. Villa did it properly, got a proper one in. And that's what you get for it. Simple as that. If they get it? European football, they'll be over the moon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm totally not sure agree. they will, though. No, good it's... race, Brighton, Spurs, Villa, I think Brighton, Liverpool. Brighton, if they... still got three games. If they don't get everybody. European football, they've been a joy to watch all season and played proper football. Ultimately, the game, it just moves either team on by a point, I think, um, and just keeps Villa's run going. Um, My God, if Brighton win their three games in hand that they've got on Spurs, they go bloody four points ahead of them. They've got some tough ones, though. They've got yeah, three, United, five, five points. Yeah, they're better than us. Yeah. <laughs> all right, come on then, last <laughs> one. Did it? <laughs> last one, um, a nil-nil draw to finish it all off with. Uh, Crystal Palace against Everton. Um, Everton, probably, they'd be much the happier with that, to be fair, weren't they? Down to ten men. Hold on, yeah. Everton are... Dodgy team. I think actually with Everton and Leicester, if one of them go down, I think the, the fans have got to look at the owners because Leicester sacked Rogers and gave two home games up. Oh, gave, gave them away. Yeah, gave them away with yeah. a caretaker. 
And Everton definitely did it with Lampard. They stuck for two games. He had home games. I think he lost to Southampton. So yeah, there's sure. about six points that, that those owners messed up, really. So it'll be interesting whether they both stay up or whether one of them goes down by three points because there, it was points yeah. there. A, a big team's going down this year, lads. I think one a, of, a big team is going yeah, to go down. Everton, Leicester or Leeds. If one of them goes down, all three of them are it, big teams. It's massive, yeah. I think it's a great point for Everton. I think the football gods would tell me that Palace were not going to win from the position yeah. four on the spin for Roy. He's taking 10 points from four games, which is phenomenal. Everton, man off for the last 10 minutes. I think, it, I mean, they wouldn't have wanted Leicester to win for sure, but it's a good point. Mm. And they've got a big game at home against Newcastle Thursday now where they need to get something again. But it's, it's a tough, it. tough game for them. It's all about the fixtures, isn't it? Like, yeah. I, th- I think if you've got some of these mid-table clubs, they're well, better off playing them than relegation. Rubbing your hands. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. The, the relegation from threatened teams are going to be giving you ev- absolutely absolutely everything you've got. A uh, couple shout-outs quickly. Palace, Roy Hodgson, what an incredible job he's done, by the way. Absolutely turned it around for them. Uh, love you, Roy. And also, Sam Johnson, nice to see you back playing a bit of football and making saves as well. Um, I think it's time for the quiz, lads. We good to Do go? it, yeah. <laughs> Right, coming in, Jiminy, quiz, let's have it. Ten of your finest questions, please. Okay, here we go. Which defender scored the only goal in the Carabao Cup final in 2021? The teams were Chelsea versus Manchester City. Rudiger. Laporte. No. Laporte is the answer. <laughs> Laporte. One nil. Diaz as well, but I thought, nah, I saw it. Laporte. What are you looking at me like that for? You had it's like. A good start. You know what you looked at me like that for? Like I'm cheating. You definitely did then as well. That's so but there's potential for that. I haven't cheated, lads. I haven't cheated. <coughs> I can confirm there's been no cheating. A Merrick. Well, Laporte. you're going to say that, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Of Aussie. What a start from the boys. No, che- on, no, no cheating, boys. Chad Nights. He hasn't won this calendar year, so look, something's Come on, Jay. I think I have. I think I have. Question two. Who is Liverpool's most expensive signing of all time? Darren Dyke. Ben. Oh, 2-0. 2-0-0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I'd run as many beers as you are. Though. This it's week fun. don't get any better. This week does not get any better for me. I'm absolutely rinsing you at the quiz. Just got it's early. It's early. Come Eight on. Eight questions left. Eight questions left. So question three. Which manager won the Premier League with Manchester City in 2013-14? Pellegrini. Pellegrini. Come on. Yep. I've had that beer now. <laughs> One, two, zero. Question four. The biggest win in Premier League in Premier League history is nine nil, but how many times has it happened? Three. No. Two. Four. Four is the correct answer. Boom! Four. 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 I've four been in times. two of them. Leicester did it. Oh, Southampton. United he was at Southampton when Man City did he it. He was the goalie coach for Southampton when they let nine. <laughs> no, we weren't goalie coach, we weren't goalie coach. <laughs> Twice. Oh, that's that's incredible, two, that, two. isn't it? Two, two, nil. What you won? No. I've won it loads. Question five. Which team scored the fastest goal this weekend? Southampton. He's off the mark. How did we not get that? Had to get one off the mark. (laughs) Question six. Who is Uruguay's all-time top scorer? It was fuzzy. Ben. It was Ben. It's obvious. Every time I'm in one of these, it's always. I, the... I, I actually thought it was close. That. But... What's the dance thing he did? What's his name? Pardew. Pardew. Oh no, he wiggled his arms. Yeah, wiggle. Pardiola. He's never worked properly since. So scores two, three, one. Three, two, one. Tony Pulis has managed ten different clubs in his career, but which club has he managed twice? West Brom. Palace. No. Stoke. Stoke. Oh! Are you sure he hasn't done Palace twice? He has not done Palace twice. No. Oh, it's close then. Last, last, last the loudest. Three, two, two. Okay, we've got a career path Fresh question enough. now. Oh, I like career paths. 
I have played for Newcastle United, Coventry City on loan, Barnsley loan, Bolton loan, Blackburn loan, Blackburn permanent. Chris Wood. Southampton. Not Chris Wood. You're out. Newcastle United, permanent, Coventry City loan, Barnsley loan, Bolton loan, Blackburn loan, Blackburn permanent, and then Southampton. Do a countdown in a minute. Armstrong. Five. Armstrong's the correct answer. There's two. There's two. There's two Armstrongs at Southampton. Yeah, the striker. What's he called? The one I saved my penalty from. Adam Armstrong. Correct. Adam Armstrong. Oh, Four two. Get <laughs> him, Fozzie. That was a good answer. That. that was a really good answer. That. I got it as it was going Genius on. questions, penno save questions. <laughs> yeah, no. Come on, Jamie. What are the scores? Three. Four. Four, four, two. four two, two. Four two two. Four two two. Two more questions left. How many penalties were scored in the penalty shootout in the Manchester United writing? What out? Thirteen. Come on! Mark, just good to sleep now, mate. No. No. If I could give you this point, I would. I know, I know, we should share it. Share. Share. Care and share. Final question. Which manager hit a hundred Premier League home wins this weekend? Moyes. No. no. Bollocks! Yes! I won! <laughs> no. You can answer it if you want, mate. Go for it. Go on, I don't mind. He said anyhow. Who did he say? Anyhow? He said anyhow. Anyhow? He said anyhow. <laughs> he said anyhow. <laughs> um, could you repeat the question, please, Jamie? <laughs> Countdown. Which manager hit 100 Premier League home wins this weekend? Jurgen Klopp. Correct. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, oh, come it on. wasn't on the board. It is on the board. No, it wasn't. Yeah, on the, yes, on the board. come on. It's not on the board. 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 Liverpool three, Forest two. It doesn't say you. It doesn't say Jurgen Klopp. I've just turned it off. There's, there is no evidence it's on the board. So this Wait, week doesn't get any better. What do you mean there's no evidence? It says Liverpool three, Forest two, and yeah, it's the only home win that no, we haven't no, gone. Yeah, but no, I didn't no, have time. No, Leicester won. Fulham won. Newcastle won. Yeah, I didn't see Fulham. Let him have his moment. Yeah. Jamie, them questions today were the best selection of questions <laughs> I have heard from you all season. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Proud of you. Thanks. I am. I'm proud of you. We miss, we miss you, mate. Oh, I've missed you too, lads, honestly. <laughs> it's like, do you know what I mean? They've just slipped back in so seamlessly, honestly. It's just, it's really nice. Careful, careful, careful. Thank you. Well done, you lot. Anyway, don't worry about it. Um, we had to win at some point. Well, nice yeah, we had to, to win. It, First run of the year, apparently. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, everybody. We'll see you all soon. Uh, Done, guys.